Hey teens, it's me, John. And before anybody gets all riled up, uh, I want you to know that I'm recording this episode right after the last week's episode. So Eric is still not here. He is sick. He hasn't been sick the entire week, just today. So uh, I want to introduce my guest co-host for this episode, Meg Favreau. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Meg is uh, involved in the Los Angeles comedy scene. I am. So you do stuff a lot at I.O.? Yeah, I'm on a house sketch team at the I.O. called DJ Fawcett, and I have another sketch team called Bone Mouth. Ah, yes, Bone Mouth. And, uh, yeah, and I write a lot and uh, do other things that are fun. Hey, that's a really specific description of what I do. <laughs> and much like uh, my the regular co-host, Eric, uh, you are also from a small New England town. Yes, I'm from a small town in New Hampshire instead of a small town in Maine, but I hope that I can bring his uh, small town New England sensibility. And you've been studying all of his stories from when he was a teen, so you can just take on the character of Eric. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And with us today is the host of not one but two popular podcasts, the, the Totally Lame podcast and Totally Married, Elizabeth Lame is here. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. And Elizabeth's husband, Andy Rosen, was on and was amazing. I can only imagine. I now will listen to it because it's, it's so funny. We had such a great time. I can only imagine the stories he told. He, well, I, I asked him to come on originally because I had heard him talk on Totally Lame about his teen years. And I was like, oh my God, he has the best stories. Yeah, he's got good stories. His teen years especially... I can't I mean, even he, imagine. Those were the glory days, I think. Yeah. It's all thin <laughs> He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> the drinking has... We've gotten a, a, under control. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. He, he, he grew up in, like, paradise for a teenager, basically. Uh-huh. So um, he grew up in, like, a ski town. Right. Uh, and so... And all of his friends were incredibly wealthy and all of their parents yeah, were just gone <laughs> so well this is not about andy this is oh, about you elizabeth let's make it all about him. so we're just gonna Yay. talk about your husband all the time. uh where did, where did you grow up elizabeth i grew up in st louis missouri i'm gonna be in st louis in may for a wedding oh and who's getting i probably know them uh <laughs> well it's my girlfriend's friend's brother okay and she also lives in in missouri so i'm gonna be going out to missouri but in Springfield next month. Cool. So Missouri, what? What? But I was Great in Spring. Place. I was in uh, St. Louis over the summer, last summer for another wedding. It's a cool town. It is a cool town. I like it. It's like a very. It's a great town. I'm not gonna lie. I loved growing up there. I wouldn't mm-hmm. live there now. Uh, there would be nothing for me to do. Yeah, doesn't seem like a very. It's really conservative. Town. Like, uh-huh. I don't agree with maybe a lot of the political views of my friends and you know co-st louisans that i grew up with st louisans is that what you call yourselves Mm -hmm. Hmm. okay but uh it was a great place to grow up excellent that's a that's lovely was was was, uh where where you grew up in in new hampshire was it a nice safe place to grow up oh yeah no i mean it was like lots of like running around outside climbing trees not worrying about everybody's white Yes, mm-hmm. uh, there was one black person in town, and Ooh, it was like, exotic. what? Uh, not what, like, people were racist, <laughs> but what, like... Because it, it was a child, and so she was adopted, so it was... It just, oh. It seemed... So there was literally just one no, person. It, so she, it was like a novelty. Yeah. Sort of. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure we she's had, a lovely person. I had some black friends. I probably had more black friends growing up than I have now, which is really sad. Well, were, did you grow up like in St. Louis, St. Louis or well, outside of St. Louis? St. Louis is a weird place. Okay. East St. Louis is like one of the most crime ridden places in the country. It's okay. very poverty stricken. It's like the education system is crap. I mean, it's gangs and mm-hmm. it's scary. Um, like the suburbs of the city is where I grew up, where it's super wealthy, it's mm-hmm. very white, um, it's like private school, you know, it's fancy. Right. Um, and, and like, I also would just, I would leave my house at like 8am and ride my bike around all day and just yeah. be back by six, no way of getting in touch with me, there was no like concern. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I... I, none of that. None of that had to do with like race and stuff. But my school had 
Um, like we had a couple black kids, a couple Asian kids, you know, there was some diversity in my school mm-hmm. and I just had the epiphany, like, well, you were close to a city yeah. as doesn't yeah. seem like New Hampshire. Yeah. I, my town had like 300 people in it. Yeah. 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 I There's mean, we were attached difference. to a town of 3000 people. So, I mean, it wasn't no big deal. Yeah. So you were like the, um, the undeveloped identical twin of the big town <laughs> that like ate you. Well, no, no. It actually it so so the town the town that I grew up in is called Shelburne and like it was the first town that that was founded. Uh, but it was such a terrible place to live. Like I read the history of the town at one point and it was all just like yeah, like you couldn't farm the land at all. You couldn't have animals on the land. Like you couldn't do anything there. And so as soon as the other town was founded, it just everyone was like, "Nope, gone." <laughs> Why couldn't you farm the land? I just guess it was bad land. It's I, like, trust oh. me, you guys don't want to farm this land. <laughs> no good will come of it. Yeah. So you lived in a pretty diverse town. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean to. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> a slightly It was diverse. not diverse, but in hindsight, I'm like, oh, there was, there was mm. some diversity. Whereas I don't... No, that's not true. I have I have a diverse group of friends here, I guess. But New York, I had a really diverse group of friends. So. What, how long did you live in New York? For a, six, seven years. I, okay, I, you could have said between, any number. It doesn't it matter. It didn't, no, it's just the way that you were saying that, it sounded like it could have been 11, it could have been 90. <laughs> it, could, it could have been anything. 90 years. Yeah. You lived there for 90 years. You're a vampire. Uh, okay, I am. Go on. <laughs> I, you guys, I use this product on my face, and it, it is works. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was... I actually grew up in East Bay, San Francisco, until I was 10, oh. then moved to St. Louis, graduated from high school, college in Ohio, mm-hmm. then college in Santa Barbara, then New York, and now L.A. Wow. Quite the United States traveler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get around. <laughs> so uh, what brought you from Northern California to Missouri? My dad was, mm-hmm. uh, he was a construction engineer and he worked mostly for companies that built like oil refineries and oh, okay. bad things like that, <laughs> airports. So he worked for, he, he just got a new job mm-hmm. and so we moved. to my family. Yeah. My parents moved like. At one point, my mom had counted, like, they made a point to not move us while I was in high school, mm-hmm. but they moved, like, 19 times in 25 years. Whoa. Yeah. My sister it's was like, born don't get in, like, comfortable, guys. Yeah. Seriously. My sister was born in, like, northern, northern Canada, where Whoa. they were, like, she was born on, like, an Indian reservation hospital. Wow. They traveled. <laughs> uh, how many siblings do you have? One. The it, one. So is she older? Than She's you? three years older. Three years older. Are you guys close? Yeah. Were you guys buddies? <laughs> you said that so like cheerfully. <laughs> no, it's nice. We're very close. Were you buddies when you were in high school? No. Uh, we started out friends, but I was the obnoxious oh. younger sibling that did everything she did. Uh huh. And I was also. I don't know if you guys experienced this, if you have siblings, but my par- our parents like labeled us very early on that she was like the smart, successful one, uh-huh. and I was like the happy-go-lucky, popular one. <laughs> so I had like, and we then manifested this. Like I assumed I was just dumb, and I had like tons of friends, and I mean I was like a B plus student, but mm-hmm. I could have done better. I just didn't try. You just knew that that was your place. That was my place, yeah. and I wasn't a trier. So, <laughs> but I was like well liked. I wasn't like the most popular girl, but I was like friendly with mm-hmm. everyone. And my sister was like studious and worked her ass off and got straight A's. And um, she had like a select group of small friends, but she wasn't like, like tiny, tiny friends, like little, like mostly small. Like she like under has, ninety pounds. She has this like um, little person fetish. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's but weird just that be, this just is coming up now. now. Um, yeah. So anyway, we started out friends, but then I started like doing everything that she was doing, but with this like posse oh, of okay. I don't know. And she then we became not friends. Well, that'll happen when you're a teen. She didn't you, like you it. don't have oh, any sorry. siblings, do you? I do. You do? I have a younger sister. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I knew uh, that. 
Yeah, I do. And we, we've like just started to become friends recently. How old are you guys, both of you? Um, I am 29 and she just turned 20. No, she's about to turn 26. Okay. Um, and like, I, like, it used to be like when, when we, when I was in high school, it was like, oh yeah, it's because she likes Tupac and I like. Was it an East Coast, West Coast battle? Yeah. (laughs) Played played out in our house in Northern New Hampshire. Um, but, but like looking back, I think what it really was is that I was like super, uh, super, super depressed in high school and I got all the parental attention and Uh... she like, and she liked Tupac. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Eminem, and so I was just like mortified. Um, but yeah, but we're like starting to become friends now, and it's really nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. I, have- I have two older brothers, and I mean we've we've been pretty much pretty close our entire lives, but now more than ever, for for sure. I just saw them last weekend. I was uh, back in New Jersey and in New York, hanging out with them. It was good to good to see all oh, those that's guys. Fun. Yeah, they're they're good they're good dudes. Uh, my brother Scott runs a pizza tour company I in New that. York, what? which is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, he actually just did a he was a guest on a like a, I don't know if it was a web TV show or something like that. But other guests that night were David Cross and Andrew WK, and it's oh, like man. these people that he loves. And yeah, I don't know. Now he's he's a weird like pizza celebrity. <laughs> yeah, and our our oldest brother Dan is a, a middle school teacher. In the in the South Bronx, you should have led with that because that <laughs> yeah. so, like that in and of itself is really cool, uh, and I would be like interested in that. But when you have a pizza celebrity know, as a I brother, know. yeah, it's it's strange, but you know, it's fine. The you got to give him a lot of credit. Teaching those kids in the South Bronx is no easy test. Sure, it's yeah. just it's maybe not as entertaining <laughs> a story. It's nowhere near as interesting now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the idea of like. Okay, I want to be a pizza celebrity. Okay, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Well, and how do I get there? Here's how it happened. He uh, went to college to be a, a music engineer, producer, much like your husband, mm-hmm. and he was kind of doing it a little bit around like the New York area in Hoboken, New Jersey, and uh, was doing really well. But he really loved pizza and would take friends to different pizzerias and. Uh, just see how they were all different and he'd learn about pizza history and things like that and the more he did it just for his friends the more it kind of became a thing and then he decided one day that he was just going to quit the music industry and just devote his follow life. your bliss man yeah, absolutely and bliss. he's been doing it for I don't know like six years and he's been killing it wow that's awesome yeah I love it yeah see teens hey teens uh, follow your dreams teens <laughs> Seriously, no, I feel like, especially growing up in a conservative place like St. Louis, like, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends, I think, don't know what I do, and they don't, There, there's a girl who grew up with us who is very well known in comedy now. Oh, yeah? And I won't say her name, because it's annoying, but I'll tell you afterwards. Um, <laughs> but... Like what they does it rhyme with? they get that they uh-huh. they under they're like oh my god that's so great she's doing so well uh-huh. and they don't understand I mean not all everyone but I think I have a lot of friends who just don't understand what I do and or they think oh it's so sad that she's been still trying you know which is yeah. not not true but like I also feel like I'm accomplished in my own way and yeah. like I'm not like crying myself to sleep every night because I haven't made it yet. But I feel like I come from this place where you end up either being like a doctor, a lawyer, like mm-hmm. a politician, a blah, blah. There are like 15 different <laughs> things that you can do. Sure. And anything outside of that is like weird or risky or un- you're unsuccessful yeah. unless you're like the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. And it's not that way. There are a zillion jobs that are so interesting. Yeah. You can create your own. It's like create your become sure. a pizza celebrity. Become a pizza celebrity. Become like host some really popular podcasts. <laughs> host some who do you podcasts. Know who does that? Uh, not this guy over here. Hey, but somebody on the other side of the table. <laughs> do make like become like a finger puppet aficionado. Sure. Like whatever wow. floats right. your boat. Do it. Do it. All right. Sorry. I like it. I keep hitting the microphone. I'm just so passionate. Is this your first time in front of a microphone? <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> what is this thing? Uh, so your podcasts, uh, well, you did Totally Lame for, you've been doing it for a while, and then recently started doing 166 totally weeks. What? Mm. 
And it you, never ends. And that comes out every week, right? <laughs> comes out. We've never missed a week. Andy and I were running home the other night to get it up, and I was like, uh-huh. it never ends. He's <laughs> like, it never ends. Yeah. That's what we signed this, up for. Yeah, this is episode 36, and I'm telling oh, you. Well, you were on our last show, Stranger Fan Fiction, yes. which was, that was, I remember that episode, you came to do it, and that was the day that we decided to start transitioning and we told you like we're not doing this anymore. yeah i know it was so funny because i had so much fun and i was like you had you so might have great. had so much fun but that was the episode for me didn't. was like the most awkward thing because i had written like a nine page gremlins erotic fan fiction <laughs> and i felt so weird uh reading it out loud in front of you and uh, it was the <laughs> yeah. first time i felt like weird about what i had written and who was there at well the you time. shouldn't I feel like the weirdest part was that you were so naked when you read it. Well, I had that's part of the ship. Okay, that's maybe you could have just done with kept the clothes on. Yeah, well, no, no, that that, I had fun, but I get it. Like, yeah, well, we have so much fun doing this show. Yeah, and this is kind of a spinoff show of that. Yeah, (laughs) you have to do the thing and tweak it. You know, like sure. I started a vlog because I wanted to capitalize on Totally Married. Uh-huh. The thing that's been so awesome is like people write in and we give advice and then other people will be like, no, your advice was shit. Here's the real advice. And Whoa. I like, I love that. I love having someone write in and be like, I have this weird problem and Andy and I don't know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And then someone is like, I had that problem and this is how you deal with it. So I wanted to expand on that and introduce like video. Uh-huh. Because I want to like move more towards being sort of a personality who connects people and talks to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started this vlog and I thought this was going to be the answer to all of my everythings. And like three vlogs in after like having bought Final Cut Pro for $300 mm-hmm. and paid our graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not it because it's just me. It's boring. Mm-hmm. And so I only did eight. I spent like a thousand dollars. This wasn't working out. <laughs> I only did eight, and I just knew the old me would have been like. And there's something to this because this is how totally lame finally became successful. But we also just loved doing it. It felt right. Yeah. The old me would be like, if you commit to something, just see it through for a long longer than you feel comfortable. Uh-huh. The new me is like, no, I know when things feel right or don't feel right, and just. Cut the cord and put your energy into the new thing as soon as right. possible. Yeah. So that's what I did. I canned it. I, I did a goodbye, farewell vlog, Aww. number eight. But it felt like a failure. And uh, <laughs> Well, you just got to try things and <laughs> adjust accordingly. Yeah. That's all. It felt like a failure and a learning experience, mm-hmm. which I guess are, well, that's what failures are. Can sure, we come yeah. up with, what are those things called? F8. Oh, um... Where you make words up for the... Oh, uh, port, portmanteau. Is that it? Or is that something else? I thought that it was like an ac- acrostic or something like that. Maybe we're all totally Hey, wrong. teens, if you know what, <laughs> yeah. what the hell... Can yeah. you swear on this? No. Yeah. You know what the fuck this is. So it's, <laughs> failure is really... The L is for learning. All right. <laughs> Fill in the rest on your own. Yeah. Email oh, us. At, I, I was not understanding at okay. all what you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, HeyTeensPodcast at gmail.com. Send us what you think the rest of the letters mean. <laughs> falling along in learning. In le- <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so that actually makes me think of... So the way that you were saying that you wanted to do the thing where, you know, because you guys give advice on the show and people kind of give their interpretations on it. This is something that I was thinking of doing and I was like, "Mm, I don't know, Uh, but now I want to try it. And I'm sorry, Eric, if you're listening for going behind your back and doing something that I haven't cleared with you. But I found a um, a new... So we, we do... We find questions online. We did this when you were on Stranger Fan Fiction of teens asking questions for advice questions. And uh, I found a new app. It might not be new, but it's new to me, where people ask advice and then somebody responds to them. And I was thinking it would be cool for us to read their questions, give what we think, and then read what the professional says. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. So I'm just going to hit a random one. Um, Ooh, I like this one because of the poor grammar. Uh, how do you know if a boy like you? So, ladies, how do you know if a boy like you? 
And then we'll go to Wheezy, the professional. Well, oh, he sounds like a professional. What? Uh, she, and she's got glasses on, so. <laughs> Wheezy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, what I learned from teen magazines when I was a teenager is that if you're around a boy you like and you touch your lips and they look at your lips when you're touching them, that's how you know that they like you. That's what the magazines told you? Yeah, and it's, it's said to, like, because I can specifically remember, like, it being fall, and, like, they said, like, play with your lips, and it doesn't just have to be with your fingers. So, like, I remember it being fall and, like, picking up a leaf from the ground. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> But it worked. This one time, it worked. Are you single? I am. <laughs> Fellas, if you want to see me move a leaf around my lips. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, how do you know if a boy like you? Well, I'm going to say, uh, I, I think that you, it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of know, but if you ask them if they want to hang out or do something and they're interested and like want to, that's mm-hmm. a good sign. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd agree with you. I don't agree yeah. with the lip thing so much. I don't. I think the leaf on the lip thing, first of all, you don't know what where that leaf has been. It's been in disgusting places. <laughs> I grew up in the pristine wilderness of northern New England. It was a clean leaf. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a clean... That should be noted. It was a clean leaf. I picked leaf. up this muddy leaf and I was just rubbing it all over my lips. And he couldn't stop staring at it. So I guess he really liked me. Okay, guys. Bad example because she just says go to the FAQ. Oh. <laughs> I should have... This is why... This is brand new. I've never done this before. Um, ooh, this one is about... it. Let me just... This one's too long. Uh, all right, let me see if this one has an answer. If it does, then we're gonna then I'm gonna ask it. Oh, come on, load. You better load right now. Okay, should I get a boyfriend? P.S. I am twelve. <laughs> no. Oh my God, girl, you have so much time to deal with that shit. Just enjoy being a twelve-year-old little girl. Ride it out. Yeah. Run around. Play on your bike. Be young. Don't shave your legs yet. Oh, do not. It's just it's such a pain. And <laughs> Even don't expensive. wear a bra. Yeah. Just, just be 12. Be, be 12. You're not even a teenager yet. Be 12. Yeah. That's yeah. it. All right. So Wheezy says, no, you should wait until you like somebody and he likes you. I'm going to go ahead and say, or she, Wheezy, get with it. Uh, a boyfriend is not something you get. Oh, sorry. It does say boyfriend. He. Uh, a boyfriend is not something that you get, in quotes. A relationship is something that is shared. So that is so not helpful, Weezy. Yeah, to a twelve-year-old. Yeah, maybe there is a guy that likes her, and she likes yeah. him, and she's like, "Do I get into this now?" Kids no, are do not. growing up too fast these days. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna come back to some advice questions. Uh, we we started a new segment recently called "Teens in the News," mm. and Eric, in his absence, emailed me some news stories. That involve uh, teenagers. So I'm. Eric's doing a whole lot of work for being quote unquote sick. <laughs> well, yesterday when he, he was talking to me, like I was like, well, since you're doing nothing today, oh you may as God. well send me. Some- no. <laughs> uh, I offered to do it, and he's like, no, I'll do it. <clears throat> I'm sick. Uh, survey 25%. Oh, this is from CBS Denver. Survey, 25% of teens think they will rely on parents financially as adults. Um, I'm not going to read the whole article to the beginning. The results of a recently conducted survey indicate that 25% of all teenagers anticipate relying on their parents for financial support well into their 20s. Researchers at Junior Achievement, a Colorado Springs-based organization that seeks to educate student-aged children about topics relating to business and finance, noted that the figure represents a 12% increase from answers given in 2011 in response to the same question. Oof. That is... No, you're in your 20s. No. 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 Uh, Parents discourage this behavior. Well, this is like, I think this is a generational thing. I think it comes from like the last, our generation and the next generation or the, I don't know, aren't being drafted for war and stuff. Mm -hmm. We just have so many options. Like, I'm just going to focus on my podcast for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like people get lost. Uh You know, I focused on this pod, I mean, whatever. I, I've had crappy jobs since I was 16 years mm-hmm. old. I don't know what the hell is going on with 
kids and thinking they have to rely on their parents. I mean, if you can, great. If, like, your parents can throw you some cash every once in a while to float you. But there is, like, something kind of romantic with, like, Andy lived, like, a homeless person, basically, in New York. I mean, he lived in, like, tenement housing with his three friends. It was, like, he survived on ramen. He... You know, there's like something you need, about you need that. that experience. I yeah, think. yeah. I waitressed. I I, uh-huh. I was a gardener. I worked at a car wash. Like, I worked at an ad agency, which was mm-hmm. like probably the worst out of all of those. Really? Uh, yes. Oof. Work, guys. Work. It's rough, but, but I, you got to do it. I think that feet. That's it's like a it's like a circle too, because it's like the kids expect this because also their parents. I think arguably, like, parents support their kids at this time more than they have at any other time. Possibly. You know, in terms of, like, like yeah, you can come live with me forever. And, right. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, there's something about, I mean, and on the flip side, I'm so pro everyone pursuing their dreams and being becoming a pizza celebrity if they want mm-hmm. to or whatever. Which a lot of times those sorts of things take a while to get off the ground and you might need well, I, support. I will say this. It's not that easy to become a pizza celebrity. He was living on a boat for a long time for free. It was a, it was a, a big hundred-year-old ferry boat and he was the caretaker. And he lived there for free while he was starting this business okay, for a few I years. I have got to talk to your brother. <laughs> I have got to meet your brother. He's what? A, he is yeah. an interesting guy. Okay. Tell you that much. Well, that's exactly... I but yeah, you have to kind of do things that you don't want to have to do in order to be able to Absolutely. Yeah. I think if for all of us who are in comedy or whatever it is that you're pursuing, the suffering, soul-killing work of just like working a shitty job mm-hmm. that you hate is so important to fuel that like ambition and fire. Right. If, if none of us had that stuff... Like, would any of us have the drive to, like, keep at it and, like, keep at it, you get knocked down, keep at it? Yeah. You know, I don't think so. Well, because then if something, like, if something, if you, something becomes a failure and you're missing that L, you're not learning anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You're not learning anything. And then you're just like, oh, I could always just go back to my parents' place and, you know. Yeah, yeah there can't there. be a plan B. And actually, Andy and I were talking about that. My, my husband's a record producer. He's doing really well suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, not suddenly. It's been like <laughs> a decade of hard work. But about two years ago, you know, we reached this fork in the road where we were like really freaking out about money and like we're going to have to go get shitty jobs again, which after five years of not having that and mm-hmm. like scraping by mm-hmm. is sort of a soul-crushing thing. But... Um, we both realized that neither of us have any other skill set at this point. Like, we literally couldn't. So you're like, there is no plan B at this point. We have to make this happen. Uh-huh. And there's something to be said for that because then you just yeah. do it. Right. And you know that this is, there's something about taking ownership of like, this is the thing that's going to work for me mm-hmm. because there's no other option. And then I think when you get it, you appreciate it a lot more and you enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah, if you don't have that comparison, if it is just, like I can go back to my parents' house and do whatever, then it's like, are you ever truly, really happy then? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good question. And I, that sounded sarcastic, but I, I am somewhat serious about that. No, like, of course. Yeah, right. teens, get a job. Get a job, <laughs> get a, teens. Get a crappy job that you're going to hate and, and, and stay in it for at least a year. Our next teens <laughs> in the news advice. story... Things got really real. Uh, our next teens in the news story is from ABC News. Uh, Virginia teacher shocked, in quotes, after alleged poison attempt. Cause of teacher's stomach pain was hand sanitizer mixed into her drink. What? Ooh. All right. Uh, the Virginia middle-aged... Uh, middle-aged? Well, she kind of looks... Anyway. The Virginia <laughs> middle school teacher, who was the victim of an alleged attempted poisoning by two of her students, said she was shocked to learn that... The cause of her stomach pains was hand sanitizer that had been mixed into her drink. Jane Miller, a Newport News woman who has been teaching for more than 40 years, learned that two of her math review students, both 13, had allegedly put the potentially dangerous hand sanitizer in her tea when other students came forward to school officials. There's a lot more, but we don't need to go into that. 
Was Knock this it. like oh, over? Geez. Was this a one-shot deal, or was it like over a time? Slow poisoning. <laughs> uh, that's... It, I don't think that it says, but it seems like a one-time. Okay, well that I, I think they're just dumb. Just yeah. being dumb, thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, but not realizing. Uh, can really do see. some damage. Miller says she never even tasted the hand sanitizer in her cup of tea. And this is in quotes. When you're just walking and teaching, you're thirsty. She said, I just gulp. Most <laughs> teachers gulp. Teachers, it's a be gu- thing. teachers be gulpers. Uh, yeah. There's one thing just we know go about ahead and them. Say it. Yeah. Ugh. What were like the weird. Did you guys do any naughty stuff as teens that I'm, you like? I know that I've done dumb things. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember most of them. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like I didn't do anything that. Physically would harm somebody, right? Like that. Yeah. Uh, you guys. I I was such a good kid. Like it. Of course to, you were. Yeah, to Boring. an embarrassing point. But like then I also I had this like really shitty summer after I graduated from college where I did like like a Poison bunch of stuff. a bunch of people. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I just I went around poisoning a bunch of people because I was just like, oh, I never did this when I was young. No, like what I would do is like uh, my boyfriend at the time and I we were like not in a good place. Really, but we were like, I moved down to Philadelphia for him, and it was like real weird. So we would just get super drunk and go smash beer bottles. Hey, that sounds like some wholesome fun. Yeah, and it's like not that bad, but it was just like. Well, they smashed them against homeless people. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, even even when I talk about being like, yeah, I'm a good kid. (laughs) What about you? (laughs) I don't, I mean, I did a lot of dumb drug stuff. Uh huh. That I never got caught for, but multiple times really should have. So define dumb drug stuff. Like, I remember... I mean, I just did a lot of drugs. And I I remember... And I... Not dumb that we were, like, hurting anyone or doing Mm -hmm. anything to hurt anyone. But, like, one time, my friends and I just got stoned out of our minds in a car parked in a cul-de-sac, like... And the cops came... And we just threw everything out the window in front of, the, like, and they still let us go because we were so, I think, like sweet. Dumb teens. Yeah, dumb teens. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think I ever did anything that, like, hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Except I mean, yourself. I know, except me. <laughs> I really miss, like, in my adult life, I have so much more anxiety and, like, m- stuff I'm, I think I was really carefree. Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong, and maybe there was all sorts of, like, drama and who's, you know, high school, like, yeah. backstabbing and whatever, but I don't think so. I think I was just really carefree and went with the flow. Well, if the flow is just everybody backstabbing each other and being <laughs> yeah. shitty teens, then yeah, maybe it was I did that. a little bit of that, too. Yeah, no. Nothing, nothing bad that I can think of. No hijinks. I'm sure Andy has hijinks stories. Oh, he told them, and they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Man, he's always up to date to me. Well, I mean, you just happened to marry a guy who was a reckless teen. He also had no... Yeah, I had, like, supervision, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I had structure. His parents, like, were like, okay, whatever. You Uh know, he was, like, smoking when... we recently got like all of our fertility stuff t- tested uh-huh, mm-hmm. because we weren't making a baby and he was so nervous that like they were going to find one emphysemic sperm in huh. his sperm because he started smoking before puberty like right. a lot and when i met him he was smoking two packs a day and he quit Whoa. like 5 years ago but he was before puberty so he was like a little pipsqueak yeah Smoking multiple, like what? He was that like ratty little kid. Yeah, he was like a bad boy, yeah. but he was so sweet. <laughs> Could get away with anything. Yeah. Uh, I actually I gathered some other questions from uh, the Seventeen magazine website. Oh god! So um, these ones have been pre-screened, so I know that uh, <laughs> we're in for a treat here. So uh, why don't we go around and, and talk about some of these? All right. This is asked by a fifteen-year-old girl. My boyfriend is acting gay. Should I be concerned? Since we started dating, my boyfriend has been doing gay things, such as giving piggybacks and touching their butts. At first, I was okay with it, but lately I have to tell myself not to feel hurt or like I have to compete with him. I casually talk to my boyfriend, 
and and it that doesn't that's not worded right and said it was only a wrestling thing and insisted he was straight i don't understand why he would act this way if he is 100% straight is it worth to break up with him first of all teachers of america we're getting <laughs> a grammar vote here uh, I, I don't think that that's gay, homosexual, but it's definitely childish behavior. Because Where, you're did she say his fingers were up their butt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, while giving them piggyback rides, he just <laughs> stuck one right up in there. That's a little gay. That's a little gay. But no, just touching their butts. I feel like I, feel like, um, I watched this documentary last night that was really inspiring. I don't know. Oh, I shouldn't even bring it up because I don't know what it's called. It's about this like high school in Memphis, this high school football team, and they're like inner city, mm-hmm. not a lot of, uh, I don't know, funds or whatever for their program, who like come out of nowhere and like they have this really inspiring coach and these kids really need this father figure, and they are so paranoid about gay stuff, hmm. and I'm like. What? I thought we were have moved past this. Cool your jets, people. Why are t- teens so obsessed or worried about gay stuff? And this girl, like, listen, if he's gay, he's not going to come out until he's 25. Just be with him anyway. Right, you're 15. Have fun yeah, with it's him. It's only going to last a little while. So. Yeah, hopefully not 25. Let's say 18. But, like, you still sure. got a solid... What High school relationships last, like, six months to a year tops. Sounds about yeah. right. Be in a relationship with him. If he's gay, so what? Yeah. Let, that, that's his journey. Yeah. Then later in life, when you're a stand-up comedian, you'll have a fun story to tell. <laughs> that's right. That's perfect. I don't think she's going to be a stand-up. Well, we, we don't know yet. Probably not. Maybe uh, something more damaging will happen to her. And then... Why don't you read this, the second right. one right over here? Okay. Uh, am I supposed to read the title of it, too? Both, yes. both okay. parts, yes. Uh, is this a cute nickname? Okay, so my name is Victoria, but I'm 17 and getting kind of sick of being called that. So I was thinking of so I was thinking of Toria, but IDK, I don't know if that sounds stupid or not. What do you guys think? Asked by girl, 17. Uh, Toria. Toria. That sounds like a stripper name to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Yeah, don't yeah. do don't although, do it, Victoria. Although if you want butt pants, it fits a lot better on butt pants than Victoria. What? what if you want to, you know those pants where it says something on your butt? Oh, right. Oh, so yeah. if you do become a stripper and have... You need your loungewear to have yeah. your name on it. Um, yeah, I'd go with Tori or Tor or... What about classic Vicky? Vic, Vicky. Ooh, oh, do no a Vic. Does... Be badass and do a Vic and wear like a, a fedora around or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are setting fedora this Vic. up. Toria, ooh, I, she's seventeen. She's at a right. You know, she's going to be going into college soon. This oh is yeah, do not. Question. This is an important question. I think everyone goes through the phase of wanting to like remake themselves. Maybe yeah. they go through that a bunch of times in their lives. Did you go through that? Oh yeah. Oh, I have headshots. Did you reinvent yourself? A bunch of times. I have a tattoo on my back of dolphins because oh. I went to like. <laughs> I desperately wanted to be part of beach culture when I went to Santa Barbara. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a beach person at all. Uh-huh. I have no feelings about dolphins. I also um, have headshots from when I was 20 years old, and I changed my name to Elizabeth Hunter. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, How did that I go feel for you, you, Toria. I feel you. How did that go for you, Elizabeth Hunter? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't stick. It, nor did it do any I mean it's not like didn't anyone any saw these roles. headshots no Elizabeth Hunter Where'd you, how'd you pick that one you know Hunter was I feel like that was a real like kind of it was a it's a real yuppie kind uh-huh. of preppy uh, and I think I'd spent a lot of time being concerned about my branding mm-hmm. and by the way these headshots I'm 20 years old I look I'm sorry I keep hitting this I look <laughs> older I look like I'm 35 <laughs> with great skin. I look like I sh- I understand why nothing worked out for me because I was a 20 year old, probably should have been going out for like 35 year old mom roles, hmm. but then acting and sounding like a 20 year old. It none of it added up. Horrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry it didn't work out for you. Hey, it was all part of the process. No. So then, how long did it take before you went back to your actual name? Okay, then I went to. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. 
Then I went to, you know, my last name is Lame, uh-huh. L-A-I-M-E. In French, it's Lem, mm-hmm. L apostrophe A-I-M-E. And then a lot of people like the, the LeMay. <laughs> so LeMay. I did, I think I did headshots with Elizabeth LeMay, which is like <laughs> pulled out of my ass. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just, I thought it sounded, but then again, that's something that like a stripper would have or like right. a really exotic French woman or something. And again, I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> just... Well, I mean, I will say as somebody with an unfortunate last name that it's not easy, you know, if. Let's say you are going to be going into some sort of industry where you're putting your name out there, like acting, you know, yeah. whatever. So, you know, the thought went through my head. It's like, oh, the last name Wiener is not the best. Oh, yeah, we have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I actually, when I was a teen, I wanted to change my last name to my mother's maiden name. And I was like, this is a great idea. My the only other uh, person with the last name in the family is her brother, who's gay, and you know, at an age where he's not going to be having kids, having kids or whatever, and so it's like that last name's going away. So I've got two brothers; they can have as many wiener kids as they want, <laughs> right? And then I mentioned I brought it up with my parents, and they were just like so offended by it. And my mom too. What was, was the name? Like, Spivak. Feedback. Yeah, hmm. I love that as a teen you were so concerned with legacy. Yeah, <laughs> you're well, like, I know that it's important to my I'm parents. The last one. Well, but yeah, they so don't try to cover. I have an I have an, a good story. I think maybe last weekend I was in Palm Springs with a bunch of my growing up from St. Louis friends. Like they've known me for 20 years, and my best friend from glo- growing up, her dad had found video from her ninth birthday party. Uh huh. And. It's weird because when I think back to my childhood, as I've expressed, it was like happy-go-lucky, everything was great, I consider myself to be a happy kid, like none of that, all of that was cool until I was like 19 and then everything changed, but I, in this video, all of these girls are in their swimsuits and bikinis, including my older sister, I'm wearing like a muumuu. Uh It's hot, it's like a hot summer day in St. Louis, Um, the dad is video recording, Every scene, like, they're opening opening presents. Everyone's, like, crowded around Kendall, my friend, opening presents. I'm standing, like, four feet away, very creepily in the corner of the frame, like, with my arms limp by my side, just kind of staring at everyone oh, with no. my head down. Then later, cutting the cake, I'm, like, off in the other corner, just kind of... St- it looks like I'm a ghost or something. You had that great role in Three Men and a Baby where you... Yes! <laughs> oh, my God, John... Thank you. I came back and told Andy this, and I said, I'm like the ghost in Three Men and a Baby. And he goes, for the record, I don't think that's... A, if you tell this story again, I don't think that that's a good reference. Oh, yes. Oh, this is so is. fulfilling. <laughs> anyway, at one point, the, the dad comes up to me with the camera and goes, and here we have Elizabeth Lame. And I just look it up, up at him, and I go, it's spelled differently. It's spelled differently. <laughs> like I obviously had this comeback yeah. that with, no one was saying anything, and it's like I you're all spelling it in your heads right now. Right, there's an I in there. <laughs> like what? What was wrong with me? Why was I? So- Honestly, we were we were all of my friends. We were all dying laughing because we were like, if you saw this and didn't know me, you would be like, that girl has either committed suicide yeah. <laughs> or murdered her entire family. Like, some dark stuff was happening. She is doing well is not in anybody's head. No. no. (laughs) That's a girl who's going to do pretty well for herself. She's going to have a happy life. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Here, Elizabeth, why don't you read this question here? School wedding project. Help! LOL. Uh, My marriage and family class at school were planning our weddings... What? I know, right? And since I don't even have a guy, lol, I need a little outside help. (laughs) I already have the engagement ring, where the ceremony is, and the reception is. The food that would be served, but I'm having trouble planning and finding everything else. Such as entertainment, flowers, wedding cake, wedding dress, bridal, party invitations, transportation, gift, wedding rings. I need images and prices for each, but we have a budget of $30,000. Thank you so much for your help. Sounds like she also doesn't have the groom. <laughs> <laughs> so as the 
the host of a popular marriage and relationship podcast. Oh, this is very... <laughs> uh, how do you feel about there even being a wedding marriage class, you marriage know and family class? That so, seems so strange to me. Yeah, my first instinct is like, oh, that's so messed up because it's so loaded and there's yeah. so much like... But I bet it's done in like an econ class and it's probably done for like budgeting and planning. Yeah, it says marriage and family class. Unless that's just what they... Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. If it's for marriage and family... Well, that is so weird that they would have that in school. That has to be a religious school. It has to be. But like, and the, the, the project is planning a wedding. That's so bizarre. If it were for an econ class, like I do think our youth needs way more help mm-hmm. in like learning about money and how to yes. budget and how to balance um, a checkbook. Yes, yes teens yes. who think they're going to be relying on their parents into their 20s for financial yeah. assistance take an econ there class. There should be a class in like how to get health insurance. Like all Just of these like a practical basic personal yeah. finance class. How to be a person. How to be a person. Yeah. But... Okay. I totally wish that I had that kind of stuff. No, I do too. I mean, like my, my day job is I work for a personal finance That's website. Right. And it's just like, you know, I feel fortunate for like what my parents taught me about money. But like I, like I have several broken ideas about it and yeah. just like constantly come across people, especially younger people who don't know how to do anything. Right. So well, like this girl, I hate to say it. She says this question is just asking where like this isn't even a question because she's saying like (laughs) do my homework do my homework but she's saying the budget is thirty thousand, but she already has where the ceremony is so she's asking 17 magazine where should the invitations transportations gifts wedding rings what should those be about it's like (laughs) what i don't oh yeah this makes me worried about like i'm actually worried about the youth and also Try not to be looking for that groom. Find yourself a bride. It's 2013, people. <laughs> you are so... You're like... You're going to be the type of parent who is going to be like disappointed if your kids are heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That, but I, you have a good point. It's That's, very, it's very it's possible. It's great, though. <laughs> All types. They're going to have to come out to Do me. Do you know about asexual? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was... Uh, that was something else. Meg. Your face, too. That was so earnest. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. A little I... more about that, please? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, it's like people who, who identify as ha- like not having any sex and mm-hmm. any sex drive. And I, one of my uh, good friends is a therapist, and we were talking about, as- like I mentioned asexuals the other day because I was complaining about relationships. I was like, I wish I could just be asexual. And she was like, that doesn't exist. Ooh. Which Ooh. I I don't know if I believe it does or not, but like the her her argument was like you know they have some sort of like relationship emotional trauma where it's where they block themselves off. I don't know. I think that's maybe the case for some people who identify that way. Not yeah, all. Like, no, I th- I would agree. I would have her check out this documentary called Asexual. Ooh, um, you love documentaries. I like have a problem with. I have a problem, and I just discovered Investigation Discovery, which is 24 oh, hours a day of true crime. So I can't watch it for too long, because there are some freaky stories that they talk about. On yeah. There. We're all going to die in terrible murder. By somebody else's deaths. hands, yes. <laughs> Usually our spouses. Um, so we should all be asexual. But asexuality is a thing, and it doesn't always mean that there's no sex. It just means that they aren't attracted to men or women. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, they can still masturbate and, like, it's more transactional. Hmm. Is that, like, the people, the kind of people who are, I know there's, like, the one woman who's in a sexual relationship with a roller coaster. Have you guys heard about these things? Yes, but I think that's slightly different. Uh Yeah. I think that lady is out of her mind. You might think that. Or, like, a wall. A wall? Yeah, there's a guy who's... There's a woman who's, like, in love with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Which I, that's very feeling. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like just let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this documentary is really interesting, and it's interesting. Like a parent, a parent who would be upset 
I've thought about this because this has come up on our podcast. As a someone who, if my kids came out to me as gay, I would be like super supportive and like, great, that's your thing. But if a kid came out to me as asexual, I think I would feel the same disappointment that I think like huh. other parents feel when their kids come out to them as gay, which is like, it's more about A, you're not accepted by society. Everyone thinks mm-hmm. something's wrong with you. B, um, my dreams for you and what I think like encapsulates a fulfilled life mm-hmm. won't necessarily be met the way I see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, that's like, like a, that's a hard thing to reconcile when like if you have an idea of like what like ultimate happiness is and like if ultimate happiness is, is associated with being in a relationship like a love relationship, whether it's male or female or you right. know and like they don't have that. It's like hard to not feel like they're missing out on something in life when they may in fact feel very fulfilled in other Well it could also be the kind of thing where it's like in previous generations it was more taboo to be homosexual and it was more difficult to come out because people weren't as open about it necessarily or it wasn't as much of a thing but maybe in the future asexuality will be more of like an acceptable thing and people will understand it in a different way. Yeah I hope so. Yeah. They really, I mean, in this documentary, it shows, like, there is so little known about it. And Mm. everyone goes to the place of, like, you were abused or you're blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I was born this way and I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And, like, the only reason it's not okay is because everyone else has... It's the same argument, sort of, as, like, what gay people have had in terms of, like, accept me, accept me. Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting. Yeah. Guys, it's interesting. Well, I think that I'm going to ask one or maybe two more questions. Uh, This is from an advice app, a different one, not that same one. Jesus Uh, Christ. I like this guy. His name is Tanner, and I like him. I'm popular, and he is a loser. And we flirt a lot. Everyone thinks I'm going to go for the easy, but I like him because he's nice and sweet. How do I make them understand? Oh. I'm going to go ahead and say, stop calling him a loser. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe they'll your friends will follow along. Yeah, for starters, yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> How can you like someone and call them a loser? I guess he's just unpopular. It's, right, but there's better ways to say it. It's like, yeah. you know, he fits into a different crowd. Maybe she gets off on power. Ooh, an interesting element. Hey, listen, it could be a win-win. Like, maybe he gets off on fucking the popular girl. Yeah. So. <laughs> I say go for it. Totally go and for like, it. Oh, yeah. Be, who cares about what other people... That's one thing. Don't... This is the biggest thing that I wish teens knew. None of what anyone thinks matters. And actually, Oh, it's yeah. so true. We should tell this to ourselves now. None of what anyone thinks matters. Right? Yeah. 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 Just as long as you're following the things you want to do and you're happy. No, that's all right. Oh, you want to be a pizza celebrity? <laughs> oh, I hope yeah, he doesn't listen cool. to this episode. He's going to get mad. Um, what? No, by the way, I respect... I, I, this is all said out of love and uh-huh. jest. I think it's so awesome. Like, that's so inspiring to me. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'm going to probably be plugging this in a few months, but we're right now... He, he does an event in New York every year called Slice Out Hunger, which is uh, people come, like, thousands of people come to get, uh, it's $1 per slice, different pizzerias from New York uh, contribute uh, pizza pies or whatever, and all of the proceeds go to a food bank. And it's really awesome. Uh, So he does it every year. So if you're in New York, look for it there. But we're also doing one in Los Angeles this year. Oh, awesome. And I'm helping out as much as I can. Uh, I'm going to be... Some of you may know I'm vegan, so I'm going to be getting a lot of the vegan options, but there's going to be a ton of pizza for sure. So we're working on it. It's in the works, but if you go to sliceouthunger.org, there'll be information there. But yeah, so um, yeah, bring in the the pizza craze to the West Coast. Uh, One more question. I found this one a little peculiar. Uh, Whenever I sat down at a chair, this guy I like would watch to see where I sat, and whenever I'd move... He'd sit where I previously sat. What does this mean? I think I, he has a butt warmth fetish. Butt warmth. Yeah. That's the same thing that I was thinking. Butt warmth. Yeah. Yeah. He well, wants to feel your butt warmth. Yeah, but maybe. That's sweet. 
But if it's just her, then it's just her butt warmth. Right. You know? Maybe she That's has a nice. really warm butt. Could be. He's like, man, these seats don't have seat warmers. What <laughs> am I going to do? People are into weird stuff. Um, we, we had a writer in her who stole a pair of his sister-in-law's panties because he was attracted to her. Ooh. And it just... Yeah, he probably is just in. He he likes to feel the body heat of his crushes. Mm, I bet he's into yeah. her. It feels. I think so. Loosely sexual. It's. I think that it's like. <laughs> I yeah, I think there's some sort of sexual. there's a a sexual curiosity going on, and there, he doesn't maybe know how to focus his sexual energy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and doesn't know what to make of things. So it's like. Oh, butt warmth is something I can handle. It's a way he can feel close to her. Yes, yeah. without being super weird. Right. But she's on to him. Which she's totally on to him. But super weird. I will say this. She does start off by saying, uh, this guy I like. So she oh. likes him. Yeah, she says, whenever I sat down in a chair, this guy I like would watch the see. So, she should I, sit in his lap and really just <laughs> blow. I know. He won't know what to do with himself. Yeah. I just, I love, I also love thinking about that guy. And like, because I don't know if you guys had things like this when you were younger, but like, he thinks he's being so sly. Right. And he's figured out yes. this thing and no one else knows. Like, I can remember like when I first got my lady times and I was in middle school, like, if I needed to go use the bathroom, I would like be in the classroom and I would reach into my bag to like get mm-hmm. you know the the accoutrement and like stuff oh, it up my it's sleeve. It's so much worse that you said. <laughs> I don't know. Also, like I don't know. I'll talk about anything. So like I don't know why I'm feeling the need. So when I was on my period and I needed a pad, like. Yeah, uh, the sleep trick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but, like in the middle too. of my like, classroom, and you know, you can hear it crinkle. Like it's yeah. not like anyone doesn't know what's going on, but it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do this, and nobody knows what's happening. I see. But I mean, there was something. There's an etiquette too. There, like you're not just gonna whip it out and be like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> like, well, on, along the lines of being slick. You with the leaf and the lips. I mean, man, I want to get to know you when you were a teenager. I want to like hang out with you. Yeah, right? Oh, you want you want to know some uh, some sadness and fears? What you're saying? <laughs> yes. Like I don't have enough of my own. So uh, I think it's I think we got to start wrapping things up. But uh, thank you so much, both of you guys, for coming. Um, Meg, thank you for being the guest co-host. I know Eric appreciates it. What do you have going on these days? What do I have going on these days? Um, I am, oh, I am running a Tumblr blog now, uh, but that's an old, a joke every day from uh, a pre-1950s joke book. Oh, cool. Oh, Um, it actually, it it reminds me a lot of your poem a day. Oh, cool. Type of situation, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, But that's called Some Old Jokes. Very cool. I love it. Um, and so, yeah, just doing so that, for that, writing, living the life, doing some shows, cooking food. I don't, I'm just going to start listing everything I'm doing every day. Well, uh, you're, you're, not ex- you're not very active on Twitter with your own personal thing, but I know that you do stuff with Wisebread, which is that frugal living yes, thing that you're yeah. talking and about. And I've, I've been getting more active on Twitter. I've been getting some retweets, bit, you know. No, but No big deal. <laughs> What's so, your Twitter handle? Meg Favreau, F-A-V-R-E-A-U, French vowels. Because <laughs> everyone's always like, what's up with this name? Yeah. I know, right? Very French. So weird. Uh, so yeah, so everyone should should follow you on Twitter, check yeah. out your Tumblr. Yeah. And Elizabeth, let's talk quickly about your poem a day, which I love. Oh, thank you. I love it. Thanks I feel so like I need to like it on every single social format, like Tumblr and Instagram. No, don't. <laughs> I know. I haven't like figured that out yet. It's on... I don't care about Tumblr. That's just uh-huh. how I get it. But I have a, I do a poem every day. What I want is people to follow my Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's at Elizabeth Lame, spelled differently, L A I M E. But thank you. I love doing poem of the day. It's probably of all the things I do. It's I'm so glad that you do the it. most. It's the most fun and easy, and I have no expectations, which is good because it hasn't like taken off in any way, shape, or form. But it's fun. And um, I also, uh, three podcasts a week, everything's at totallylame.com, and a great vlog, oh wait, no, never mind. (laughs) Um, Rest in peace. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at totallylame. Yeah, L-A-I-M-E. Yes. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming, and thank you everybody for listening. If you want to tweet at 
me and Eric, who isn't, who's not here, uh, we're at Hayteen's Podcast. Eric is at Iraq Gasoline. I am at Crayon Wayans. Uh, we both changed our names recently because this isn't the only thing that we do, and uh, potential employers, uh, we feel, are looking at oh. our Twitter accounts and perhaps not hiring us for certain jobs. Oh. So I am at Crayon Wayans, and he is at Iraq Gasoline. Uh, we are at Hayteen's Podcast. Uh, thank you guys both so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks. And thanks everybody for listening. Bye, teens.